0: Well, welcome everyone to the very first episode of Red Flags and Red Cards. Um, I am Nick, and I'm with my co-host Josh, um, this is a podcast. is kind of about racing, soccer, and everything in between. Um, Josh and I have been friends for what better part of twelve years now.
1: Yeah, pretty much twelve years, I think, which is yeah. crazy.
0: And, and the <laughs> things that have kept us uh, really great friends is uh, music, racing, and every other sport under the sun. Um, we, sometimes we agree on things, but I think our friendship is built off not agreeing on a lot of things. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I would agree with that. Um, <laughs> Similar interests and also different views on things. So that'll make this fun, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, welcome everybody. This is, uh, This is exciting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to forward to this. It'll be fun. And like, like Nick said, um, we've been talking sports for a long time and it'll be cool to have another platform, uh, where we can, we can talk about it and kind of express our thoughts a bit more. Um, and hopefully other people enjoy listening to it as well. Um, so I think we can get into it. Nick, how about you kind of talk a little bit about, um, your sports fandom? Um, what are some of the teams you support, um, drivers you support, things like that?
0: Yeah, I'll start with, uh, with racing. Um, uh, I love everything with four wheels and two wheels, really. Um, but as far <laughs> as like major sports go, uh, NASCAR. My m- my main driver is Matt Kenseth. Um, as of last week, um, I guess I returned you would call it. Uh, Formula One as Daniel Ricciardo. Uh, IndyCar. Uh, oh shoot. I've kind of I just like watching IndyCar. I don't even know if I really <laughs> have a favorite. Um, probably Joseph Newgarden, just because he's a Nashville guy. Mm. I'd really. Really love him. Uh, Soccer, Manchester City. Manchester is blue. City till I die. (laughs) Let's go. Uh, (laughs) On the state side, Nashville just got their MLS team, so uh, Nashville SC is definitely my team for that. Uh, Let's see. American football, we'll go with the Redskins. Um, It's been a long 32 years on Earth for me. (laughs) Not really seeing much. Great come from them. Um, baseball, we'll go with Atlanta. I grew up a Bray's fan. Um, yeah, Josh, how about you?
1: Yeah, so um, NASCAR, I grew up a huge Mark Martin fan, and I've kind of uh, wandered from fandom to f- drivers of Poland for over the years, but pretty solidly landed on William Byron over the last couple years, um, obviously we both went to liberty and so he's also a liberty student and sponsored there so there's kind of that connection um and it was he's just you know a young driver coming in at the right time so he's the driver i've been pulling for this last year um really enjoyed this past weekend until the loose wheel ended his day this <laughs> this past weekend um but so nascar um william byron um then hockey Um, Buffalo Sabres, that's probably the next, after NASCAR, the sport I follow most um, is hockey. Um, But then I I like enjoy watching Formula 1 when I can. Unfortunately, it doesn't work out in my schedule as often, but I'm working towards um, fixing that. And then IndyCar, I'm a big Alexander Rossi fan. Um, Oh, yes. Which I I guess is maybe a little cliche in IndyCar. He's kind of the... (laughs) He's
0: he's like in our age range. He's kind of got that weird subtleness about him um kind of a quiet guy but amazing on the racetrack
1: yeah i mean that uh i've five years from now i'll probably forget that Pagano won last year's indy 500 but i'll never forget rossi shaking his fist out the window oh, or out gosh. the out the opening there that was just such a <laughs> great moment um
0: was it, was it rossi that hit the wall out of turn four like on the last lap like his not maybe his rookie year
1: no, that, that was um, – oh, that was – because it was oh, – who was that? Um, it was really funny because it was a guy in the National Guard car.
0: Yeah, I remember that. It was, the key, it was in camo.
1: Yeah, and he wrecked in the last lap. I can't think of his name now. But it was really funny because he was leading the last lap of the Indy 500 and ended up losing it. And then later that day, Dale Earnhardt Jr. was in the National Guard car and had the lead, taking the white flag of the Coca-Cola 600, and ran out of gas,
0: <laughs> and ended up losing. Moral <laughs> of the story is uh, don't have 88 or um, national car on your car in the last lap right. of the race. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Right. The, um,
1: yeah, I'll think of his the driver's name later, and it'll it's gonna drive me crazy until then. But uh, so then, um, soccer Everton. Um, has been my, my sports team, which is a general theme with teams I pull for, is that they um, have a long history of being disappointed. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so Everton in the Premier League, and then MLS. I've never I used to pull for the Crew way back when um, McBride was on the team, but now I'm just kind of waiting for when the Charlotte team begins um, in the next couple years. Then I'll I'll latch on my fandom there. Um football, I'm a Bills fan. Um I grew up a Cowboys fan, but eh, the Cowboys are gross. Um but I <laughs> I still like them, but you know, there's certain things with Jerry Jones and just some of the the people they've had. I'm just like
0: <sighs> kind of a moral issue. Right. Yeah. I so
1: So Buffalo, I used to live there and I just have a great love for the city. So each with each passing year my love for the Bills grows and my enjoyment of the cowboys dissipates a little more and more um and then baseball i'm a very lukewarm uh twins fan (laughs) (laughs) um and then base basketball i'll pay attention to haphazardly the hornets haven't been good in a long time but they're fun
0: (laughs) yeah i i um so for those of you listening um I tour full-time. That was my full-time job. I tour with a country artist, and he and his brother are huge uh, LeBron fans. Mm. Um, so we watch a fair w- – before all this crazy virus stuff happened, we were watching a fair amount of NBA games, Laker games, um, while on the road. And I was like, man, I'm getting sucked back into this. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I didn't care about the NBA and, like like, watching it like, as a kid and, you know, since I was a kid, like, I'd watch the playoffs, but no mid-season games at all, probably not since the Jordan days. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, um, I kind of want to see an NBA team come to Nashville, as if we need one more sport. Right. But, um, but yeah, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah Nashville's kind of, and I don't, I mean, I obviously haven't been to Nashville, but it's interesting, because size-wise, there's a lot of similarities with Raleigh and Charlotte. I think Nashville's a little bit bigger than both of those, but like all three are growing. Um and it's like Raleigh's at a point where they can hold a second professional sports team, which is why it's I'm a little bit bitter that Charlotte ended up getting out getting the MLS team over Raleigh um because of the money that was thrown at oh, it. Sure, but like yeah. But Charlotte's at that point where they have three sports teams now and Nashville's getting the third and I think they're pretty close to being able to have a, a basketball team as well. So it'd be interesting to see how that would do.
0: Yeah. Um, I uh, I forgot to mention, of course, a uh, big Preds fan. Hello. Go Preds. Yeah. What, am I, what am I doing right now? Uh, grew, yeah. Grew up a Red Wings fan, uh, but once we uh, moved to Nashville three years ago, uh, the, the, the Preds bug just bit me hard. Uh, I mean, there's... It's hard not the, to like them.
1: <laughs> there's not a more fun, like, fan like city that you can watch i mean vegas and nashville like over the last few years have been the most fun to watch both in the way they play but also the way their fans are um i know like people in raleigh were really proud that they broke some type of record for the loudest arena but people here don't care about hockey until march you know (laughs) right so (laughs) so it's not the same but nashville seems to have built a really huge hockey culture which is awesome to see
0: yeah i mean it's it's hard to find a ticket Like, on the cheapest day, you might find a cheap ticket for, like, 30 bucks way up top, which, I mean, that's a good price. Uh, Mm -hmm. But the last game that the wife and I went to, uh, we just – it was going to be, like, our last date night for the foreseeable future because I was going to be gone on tour for a month. So, like, let's just splurge. And we spent probably, like, $110, $120 a ticket to sit in the lower bowl. Wow. we were just – we were spoiled, man. I mean – I don't know if we'll be able to go much higher in the seats than that we're like, oh this is too good um, yeah but yeah that's okay so uh j.r. Hildebrand that's who wrecked that's it that's it yes it. Hildebrand that's who wrecked that's it that's it yes it. my producer <laughs> aka me uh, found found that <laughs> um Cool. So glad we yeah. Glad our brains can settle on that. So that that's who we are, ladies and gentlemen. Um, just two guys who love sports and uh, love talking about it. Mm-hmm. it. It's kind of a. I, wanna, I don't want to call it a shame that it took this long, but um, to start a podcast. But Josh texted me what four days ago, and said, Yeah, something we, like that. We should probably do this. So, <laughs> so here we are.
1: Yeah, I figure NASCAR being the sport that's back, and plus it looks like uh, Supercross is going to be back next week.
0: Uh, the thirty first. They are so they're doing seven rounds in Utah. Oh, that's going to be so awesome. Yeah, because that'll be yeah. That's the last two. place I expected to have any kind of sport, but right. The- <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, with the especially this, it sounds like after that, soccer will be back. Possibly June fourteenth, I think, was what they were talking about with the Premier League, um, and the MLS is looking at a end of June round robin tournament. Um, is something I know they're considering. So it just felt like a good time to, you know, I like you. I'm sure I've been starved for sports, um, so I'm glad that it's back, getting back, and excited to
0: talk about it with whomever and everybody, yeah, right. <laughs> but especially you. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I guess kind of leads us into. Uh... Into the first race uh, of the year, it feels like a year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. First race in over what ten weeks? Yeah, seventy days between races. They said unreal. Yeah, um, yeah. No fans. Like i like I was, like sad but happy all at the same time while watching the race. Mm-hmm. I just um, sad, being that you know, like there's no fans, there's no you know, crew out on the grid for the opening ceremonies. There's no excitement at the start-finish line for gentlemen to start your engines. There's none of that. It was
1: definitely strange. I mean, they, they obviously spent a good bit of time highlighting the steps NASCAR had taken to spread out throughout the infield and the limitations on the number of crew guys that can be there and the way, like, drivers got there and immediately, like, had to... After they went through a health screening, they had to stay in their, mo- their driver their home
0: the
1: motorhome motorhome thank you <laughs> and um, they had to stay in the motorhome until you know they got told they could go to their car and they just had to go straight to the car stand next to it national anthem get in the car and go but then once they started racing after you kind of got through the the first lap of um which was kind of a disaster with you had quinn huff who never raced at the track and had no idea what he was doing in the turn one really slow which backed up a bunch of people and of course of all drivers it was ricky stenhouse jr spinning and wrecking um <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, but once you kind of got through that it felt just normal until the end
0: yeah with the victory lane and all that yep yeah um, i will say like i'm not um, a kevin harvick fan but Seeing him win, hearing his reaction over the radio of of the win, like, it was 120% genuine, like, I I, I mean, I'm just speaking, I guess I'm not really speaking for him, but to me it just seemed like it was a joy to win the race and just a joy to be back. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did hear that he, um, in victory lane, like, he was kind of bummed that he wasn't able to celebrate with his team because that's the the exciting part. It's like, yeah, I won the race, but now I – I stand here with this trophy all by myself. Right. You know, it was like kind of awkward, but all in all, I feel like the excitement of racing is back. Definitely.
1: Yeah. I think you could kind of see, and there was other stuff too. I mean, it was, it was Kevin Harvick's 50th victory, which he's only the, I think 14th driver in NASCAR history to get to 50 wins. Um, So it's this big milestone moment. And usually, you know, his, his family is pretty consistent at the races with, um, his son, who's um, Keelan, who's pretty well known in NASCAR circles, and um, Delana, and um, they have a, a daughter now, I think. And so normally you'd have all that celebration, and even you know the, the they do the first interview at the start finish line. Um, you usually get the crowd interaction, and they're just it was just dead silent, and that was that was strange. And you could I think I saw too an interview where he was like, yeah, you kind of that's the thing you miss out on because it's such a team sport and you want to celebrate with your team. Um, and you're just, you just can't right now. Um, I guess they, they probably did something virtually, but still it's, uh, it's not quite the same. Um, but yeah, the racing was great though. Um, I enjoyed getting to watch it. It felt, it was nice to have that feeling of normalcy. Um, and it was, it was just great racing. Um, and then especially impressed with, uh, one Mr. Matt Kenseth he uh, he put on quite the show.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, man! Um, so, to give viewers a little backstory here, um, me and Josh kind of came together on the love for Mark Martin years ago. Like we, I guess we both grew up, you know, as Mark Martin fans. Um, but then when he retired the first time, uh, well, for me the first time, I guess that was two thousand. Was that two thousand six?
1: yeah it was the uh, the salute to you tour was 2005 and roush talked him into one more year so he raced 2006 and then retired sort of right okay
0: <laughs> so um after that 2006 season um i was my dad and i also loved mark martin so i was like all right well who am i gonna pull for like who's gonna be my driver um so my dad wanted to go the Carl Edwards route, and I, I was like, you know what? I don't want to go the same route. I like, kind of want to go on this little independent venture of mine <laughs> and like someone else. So I chose Matt Kenseth, and I always liked Matt back when he mm-hmm. was in the, um, the Bush series, what it was called back then, um, now the Xfinity series. He was in the 17 DeWalt uh, Monte Carlo, and I always had like a, you know, an appreciation for him. And I always liked him when he came over to the cup side because he was a Mark Martin teammate. So you kinda us- usually you'll like the, the teammates of your driver sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so from then on, I just became uh, a Matt Kenseth fan. And then when he left Roush, I was fighting. Like, man, do I do I stay with a Ford driver? Like, what do I do? And, like, I'm getting all these texts and calls from friends literally like, dude, you got to stay with Matt. You got to stay with Matt. So <laughs> okay, so I stayed with him until he retired uh well, I, I wouldn't call it retire. He, he says a lot. He never officially retired. Um, the media kind of put that tag on him. Mm-hmm. Um, he left the sport, we'll say, uh, at the end of 2017, came back briefly for a fill-in um, in the six car for Roush Racing in 2018, and then took all of 2019 off, And which leads us to now. Uh, he has replaced a driver at uh, Chip Ganassi Racing in the number 42 car. He's replacing Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson had to be relieved of his duties for um, a racial slur that he said on iRacing platform that was casted basically all over the internet, um, which unfortunately has brought Kyle's career, NASCAR career to a halt for now. Mm-hmm. We'll see if he comes back. Um, all that to say, um, Matt running Darlington, it's like he never left. <laughs> he started twelfth, he finished tenth. Um, and yeah,
1: I don't think I ever. He was the most consistent driver because I I think one time after a pit stop he restarted like eighteenth. Yeah. But outside of that, he spent. I'd be willing to bet he spent about two hundred and seventy of the two hundred ninety laps between tenth and twelfth place. Yeah. Like. I don't he was think extremely he, consistent.
0: Yeah, like you said, that pit stop kind of put him in the back. I don't think he went lower than 20. I think it was like 24th because he and Bubba Wallace were like 24th, 22nd. And I was following both of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and then next thing I know, he's like, yeah, back up top 15. Uh, it was just that, you know, normal Matt Kenseth where he'll start, you know, in a good, you know, top 10, top 15 in the field. He'll kind of hang out you know, 15th, 20th. And then all of a sudden there he is Mm -hmm. back in the top 10, top five or whatever. Um, So I think for a first time coming back full time, new team, not practicing, you know, doesn't know his crew chief, doesn't know his spotter. He's able just to hop in the car and just do his thing.
1: Yeah. That was one of the, I know Ryan Newman has kind of, and the team attributed a lot of their success last year to what Matt did in the like six or seven race stint he had in the six car the year before, um, when he kind of replaced Trevor Bain for a little bit at the end of the year. And it was cool even to see on, um, the, uh, at the competition caution that they threw on the 30th lap, they had an in car of Matt and were listening to the radio as he was kind of explaining to his crew chief what the car needs. And, um, it was really neat to see how even without Without being in the car for a year, um, there's a completely different package on the car, so the aerodynamics are completely different than they ever were when he would driven the car before. Um, and he was just the way he was explaining things, and you can tell that he's gonna um, have he's gonna have a big positive impact on the team moving forward. That they'll continue to get better. Um, have you read David Smith much? He was with the athletic, the Athletic, but just got let let go. Um, No, I do not. I
0: don't know if I've heard. I wonder if a lot of guys have retweeted him. I just haven't noticed if it was him or not.
1: Possibly. So what he does, um, he has a a, he's now doing like kind of like Gluck was before a Patreon site he started called um, Motorsports Analytics, I think Um, something along those lines. And he uh, so he does a lot of analysis, um, analytical type analysis of drivers. That's really impressive. Um, and he does everything from like looking at tracking what drivers are best with restarts from preferred li- from the preferred line or the unpreferred line and all this stuff. He does a lot of great work. Um, and one of the things he keeps track of is a uh, speed rating. Um, and he'll kind of what that does is it tracks basically how fa- which cars are the fastest when they're running laps that aren't, you know being when they're just running normal laps, when there's not traffic around them. Um, and the thing from this past race at Darlington, Matt had the 17th fastest car. Um, and yet despite having the 17th fastest car, it was almost never worse than 12th place for most of the race. And he got a 10th place finish out of it. Um, so that just speaks to his ability, um, and his talent that hasn't raced in a year (laughs) over a year in the cup car, new package, all this stuff, new team, everything has the 17th fastest car and he takes it to a 10th place finish. That's just speaks to how (laughs) phenomenal he is
0: keep in mind he is 48 years old yeah um and he's he's in great shape i was reading an article the other day that he ran two marathons i want to say two or three months apart like he and his wife (laughs) do that i'm like yeah okay whatever wow Um, he he ran (laughs) the new york marathon and i believe he ran the i want to say the berlin marathon i could be. like germany like germany Wow. I could be way off. I know New York was one, but I could be way off in the other one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but yeah, he's like super in shape and he, um, he doesn't really let his age be a factor. If anything, he probably just jokes on himself about it. <laughs> um, but he's like just the same old Matt Kenseth, you know, the same kind of sarcastic, dry humor Matt Kenseth that we all know and love. And he's not really a hated driver, uh, which is why he's, I feel like he's in the 42 car right mm-hmm. now. I was like, he doesn't, didn't come with any baggage any you know any prior fights with other drivers you know like that right
1: um, outside of the the logano incident but w- uh, everybody's kind of moved night. on with that
0: <laughs> <laughs> i watched a video of that last night and I, I uh leaned over to my wife and showed her the video i was like remember this she goes yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was that was so that was so long ago. People still bring it up. They're like, every now and then, people are like, oh, Lugano and Kenseth are around each other. It's like, yeah, that was like five years
0: ago. I think they've they've both moved on. That's yeah. I'm pretty sure they'd probably have a meal together and laugh about it. <laughs> right. Uh, um. So yeah. Um. Aside from that, I think the first Darlington race was a success. Um. Outside of all the safety precautions for the. For COVID-19, uh, just uh, from a racing standpoint, it was just good racing. It was. Um, it wasn't. I mean, we, had, we saw mistakes by Mr. Seven Time champion Jimmy Johnson that you don't see. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, coming under, um, was it Chris Busher? Yeah. Coming yeah. out of turn two. And just yep. kind of clipped his uh, left rear and caused Buescher to hit the wall and come down and put Johnson to the wall. So something you don't see. Something you yeah. do kind of see a little bit of is Ricky Stenhouse crashing early. <laughs> um, that was comical, if anything. I hate it for him. I mean, first lap in 10 weeks and you wreck. And right. Uh, yeah.
1: And I I know he put most of the blame on himself, but it's, it's just such a tough situation where oh, you're, yeah. you know, and Darlington is probably the hardest track to come back to. If not, it's one of the hardest tracks to come back to and. Haven't done any practice, haven't done anything, and you just got to go drive it off into turn one with in the middle of lap traffic or not lap traffic, but cars that aren't as high quality um, as you in front of you. It makes things makes things tough, um, but yeah, and it was cool with Johnson. It was cool to see him in the lead though. Like yes. he was was going to if he just backs off a little bit there, he's going to win the stage. Um, Byron wasn't going to catch him, and so you had after years of him i guess it's been two years since he's won a race but to see him back up there battling for contention for for the lead and having one of the better cars that was just exciting to see um after all this time
0: yeah i i've found myself i would say probably since last year like uh when he when johnson is in the lead or like in the top 10 i I've been feeling yeah good to see him up there you know that mm-hmm. that quote unquote i won't call it hate but that just kind of dislike for him of oh man johnson's in the lead again is kind of gone um so right. just being <laughs> just being able to see him successful especially without jack and house is uh it's good to see and he's to me he's just a, he's a very likable guy um hardly ever puts the blame on someone else and when he does it's it's nasty it um i can't remember where it was but he got really flustered i think it was at maybe watkins glenn um last year where he got really mad for getting put into the wall and it was like the one of maybe five times in his whole career where you saw him really upset um so for taking the blame at darlington you know that's that's kind of classic johnson I mm-hmm.
1: think. yeah yeah and uh And he's, I mean, he's just been a champion on and off the track in every regard. Um, So I think it looks like Hendrick's back, um, which is is cool to see after their five years of being a little bit off, um, which it it actually feels like right now where the season started that there's pretty good parity across all three of the teams. Um, Hendrick's been good, obviously, with Bowman's been fast. Um, You have... Penske's got two wins with Lugano and Kozlowski was really good this past week. And while JGR hasn't been as dominant as they were the uh, the last two years, they're still having really good runs. It looked like if um, there was some type of issue with like a sign came off the wall and Hamlin and Reddick both ran over it. And since ever from that moment on, Hamlin never his car didn't seem great the rest of the race. But early on, he looked like he had the best long run car. And so across the board, obviously, um, Harvick too, with Stuart Haas racing, there's, there's a lot of, you just don't know who's going to win every week, which bodes well for the
0: next few weeks with all the racing we'll have. So that's exciting thing to watch. Right. And, uh, um, it's just nice that, you know, we're five races in, and usually you can already get a feel for who, what team, overall is going to kind of dominate the season and like you said we haven't we haven't seen that and that is very good for the sport because you know you start to feel a lot of hate from fans uh, oh you know toyota's rigged or chevy's rigged or ford's rigged or you know because they're winning so much and that doesn't seem the case at all uh right now and uh, yeah you know not having the practice time and the qualifying time it's kind of exciting um you kind of wonder where nascar like what NASCAR is going to do with all this uh, data or whatever you want to call it, uh, moving forward when when fans can't come back to the racetrack and when we can't have multiple days, like are we going to have three-day weekends? Are we going to strip them down to two-day weekends? You know, are we going to have single day? I don't know if single day will ever be a thing. That just seems like a lot. And you know, right. for, for the the money that fans spend to come to the race, they're gonna and, you know they're spending you will know, we'll just throw out a number five hundred dollars they're going to want to use that over a couple days you know camping hanging out in town whatever um, yeah rather than just one day for for all that
1: that definitely seems to be the thing that most people that are kind of complaining about the no fans i don't think people are complaining they're just saying like i wish fans could come back because they they talk about how they've got you got people that have been camping at, say Martinsville, they camp at Martinsville every year and you kind of got your group of people that you meet up with every year and you got these relationships that you build. Um, and it's just this whole cultural dynamic that you have of spending a weekend. I know you guys have done that the
0: last few years, right at Martinsville. Yeah. Um, I grew up going to Martinsville. I would call it my hometown track, even though it was three and a half hours from my hometown and richmond was just 30 minutes up the road <laughs> <laughs> i just um i just have better memories with with uh, martinsville camping and tents and playing in the mud and all this other stuff but yeah now my parents have this spot called hillside uh and the camp it's a spot in the campground where they they line up all their rvs and you know kind of corral around each other and have fire pits in the center and play cornhole together you know drink beer together we just kind of just hang out and it's 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 well beyond just the racing it's just the the community of seeing these these people who you may not even know their name like guilty as charged there's people in that camp i don't know their name but we (laughs) chat and hang out and like we've known each other for years and some of them i'll like lean over to my dad and say what's his name again i can't remember um yeah it's just a big community aspect and you you look forward to that as much as you look forward to the racing itself And, and unfortunately until, uh, I would say July, maybe we might not have, have that.
1: Right. Yeah. And especially, I mean, there's definitely, it's looking like the first night race in Martinsville will be run without fans, which is a a bit of a disappointment because that race is going to be awesome. I think
0: Um, So that for me, that was a big letdown, but again, I got to look at the silver lining here and just be thankful that racing is back and that martinsville was not taken off the schedule exactly um, i didn't really feel that threat um that it would be taken off the schedule but you just never know you know right um for those of you who don't know a lot of um racetracks uh will not be seeing nascar this year because uh nascar's had to reformat the schedule due to covid19 restrictions in certain states where they're not allowing any kind of sports to take place with or without fans Um, For the foreseeable future, Uh, California, Mm -hmm. I don't know if if they'll see any kind of crowds for concerts or sporting events for a while. Um, Pennsylvania just approved NASCAR to come to Pocono in the end of June. I did see that. I saw that yesterday. Um, And, yeah, I feel like kind of the North Carolina, South Carolina part and somewhat of Virginia are easing up on sporting events that can take place without fans Mm -hmm. Uh, the states are willing to work with nascar for that so that's good to see yeah
1: and you get a couple extra races that now darlington's gonna have three races this year where typically they just have the one at labor day and um similarly charlotte's getting basically one yeah one extra race um this year too Um, so let's say that there's somebody checking out racing, um, for the first time and to them, it's always looked like just kind of like racing in circles. Do you have any, um, or like cars going in circles? Do you have any tips that you would give to a driver checking out or to a fan or not a fan, just a viewer checking out NASCAR for the first time?
0: You know, this has been asked of me like a few times from friends and like, there's been a lot of times where I haven't been able to give them a good answer, but I'd say, Obviously right now, what you're watching on TV, watch it with someone, or uh, if you have a friend that does like racing, text them a lot of questions and just kind of, you know, um, like what's so cool about cars going 180 miles an hour and turning left? Well, the answer is kind of in the question. Um, (laughs) These guys are under so much stress for, for three, three and a half hours. Uh, doing these laps and um, there's so much competition within the car itself and these car, the drivers are not only battling each other they're battling their car yeah I, I don't know if I can give a, it's such a hard to give a straight answer for this do you have a you have a better answer for this
1: yeah <laughs> not I mean not really I mean part of it is it's like with anything the more you understand the sport the more you come to appreciate it um, I think I've had similar conversations with people about soccer where they just like can't understand why somebody would watch a one nothing soccer game for 90 minutes. And it really comes from studying and getting to understand it and stuff like that. Um, Some of the basic things I'd say to somebody is like, first time you're watching a race, if you're checking it out for the first time, just pick three numbers or three drivers and just like decide you're going to keep track of what they're doing. Um, And maybe pick a guy that's starting in like the top 10, pick a guy that's starting between like, you know, 11th and 25th or so, and then pick somebody that's starting between 26th and the back of the field. Cause more than likely, generally that area is going to be different levels of car, different levels of driver. Um, and just keep track of how they're doing. And you can kind of see how, close you know there's a constantly a tracker going telling how far they are behind the leader um, you can keep track of as they're being passed by guys or not you know going the wrong direction of being passed things like that are um, just little advice I'd give just kind of for the viewership for the first time is just just pick one or two guys and just keep track of them and you know, when they pass somebody, get excited about it, and when they get past, be like, "Oh man!" <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: an interesting take on it um, because I feel, I feel like uh, we do that when we go to the local short track race. You know, we, we'll, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we don't know who's out there. You just see, you're just excited to see cars race. So yeah, you'll just kind of, you know, I'm gonna pick uh, number five. He's starting third, and then I'll pick one other guy, and see what they do throughout the race. Um, right. Like uh, I feel like me and uh, me and my wife do that a lot um, when she does go with me when we do go to local short track races she does like to go with me and well you know we'll just basically at the end of the night it's like aha my driver beat your driver <laughs> yeah we don't even know their name <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah and if you can if if when all this fire stuff is over if you have a local short track n- you know near you go to like Friday yes. Friday or Saturday night it's usually like 10 bucks you know $10 to get in and then $5 for a funnel cake and then get you a, you know, a $2 Coke. Um, think of it as like a high school football game. <laughs> you yeah. Know, you know, Friday night under the lights, just there to hang out and just get watch guys battle it out and beat their cars up. It's,
1: it's really unlike any, most of this, like any other sport, you know, you're going to have to pay for parking or something like that. There's at least in North Carolina, all those short tracks, have free parking around them or every racetrack does tickets. I think to every track in North Carolina costs $15, but you can bring in a cooler. So get some drinks and, you know, from the store and bring in some Pringles or something like that and just yeah. go into the track, have a good time. Usually the races aren't too long. Typically there's like four or five races a night. And the longest of those is like 40 laps, which takes, you know, 15 minutes to run. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's not overbearing or anything and it's just it's just a fun time if you can get a group of friends to go it's kind of it's akin to going to like a single a baseball game where you might not really care much about who's playing or what's going on but it's just kind of a a nice relaxing fun atmosphere and the
0: people are fun at those things too oh they're so fun and, the, and the, any of them will usually have a Conversation about what's going on on track or nothing, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, uh, they'll be like your best friend by the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I miss those days. Goodness, yeah. we—I uh, just found out that our. So we have two local racetracks. We have Nashville Fairgrounds. Um, they just lost their first date to a track in Missouri because of our restrictions right now. So mm. right now, I don't think we're s- we're going to be racing there until July. But there is a racetrack half a uh, half an hour up north. Called Highland Rim Speedway, they just announced that their first race back is May thirtieth. Um, so oh I would def- I would definitely be going to that. Um, and since I'm not touring right now, it looks like every uh, Saturday night I will be going up there. <laughs> That's awesome to get <laughs> my to get my <laughs> racing fix. Um, yeah, I think they're having racing almost every weekend. Nice, uh, so it's very really exciting stuff. We do have a race tonight. We have the Xfinity Series at Darlington. Uh, should it not rain but right uh, i can hear the rain and uh from josh's house so um, <laughs> if it's raining there i'm sure it's raining in south carolina <laughs> yeah uh, unfortunately <laughs> I believe we just found out that the they just lost the racetrack to the rain so it's got to stop raining before they can dry it and it's going to take about two hours to dry so we may not have a race at all today uh, might have to have a double header of Xfinity series and cup racing tomorrow which I'd be all for. Oh, I'm totally <laughs> for it. I am. I am there for it. We'll just say it. Tomorrow will be a doubleheader <laughs> of the Xfinity Series and Cup Series, and then after that, uh, we've got Sunday, uh, May 24th at Charlotte for the Cup Series. Monday, the 25th, Xfinity Series at Charlotte. The Gander Outdoor Truck Series. Tuesday, May 26th. Wow, <laughs> racing on a Tuesday <laughs> is just so crazy. Uh, And then uh, another cup race at Charlotte, Wednesday, May 27th. So we have so much racing ahead of us. Um, That's kind of the only major sport. I think golf might be doing something soon. Yeah, they did something on Sunday,
1: like uh, TaylorMade golfers did some type of thing. I didn't follow it. Um, But, yeah, I think think that's it for sports the next few weeks. Um, I know hockey's working towards... Um, hopefully coming back soon. They're looking at probably a 24 team
0: playoff. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah set. Nice.
1: Yeah, set by uh, points percentage based off of where they're at now, and so it'd be like first round would be a best of three series, and then the second round would be, I think, second and third round would be best of five series, and then the Stanley Cup final round would be a best of, um, seven and there'd be like like a couple teams would play a best of 3 to decide who's the 1 seed and who's the 2 seed and stuff. It'd be it'd be a crazy format, but where there's a ton
0: of hockey and I would be all for it. Wow, absolutely. <laughs> Are they the last I read they were looking at like North Dakota and parts of Canada to do these games? Have you heard any more? Yeah, well, they were not... looking.
1: They had these certain things they wanted for a host city where there's a number, certain number of hotels so that they could quarantine players when they're not playing um, and they'd be within a short distance of the hockey stadium. So I think what they're looking at now, and they're looking at places that have multiple rinks available. So there was a group, I think it was like eight cities they were taking bids from, um, and they were going to, I think, select four of them. So each conference would be in one of those and would play all of their rounds until they got to, like, the conference finals, and then they'd pick another city that would host the conference finals and the Stanley Cup finals. Um, but that was just rumored. Nothing's been settled on, but that sounds like the direction they're going. Um, it's just a matter of, of when they feel comfortable enough yeah. with doing that.
0: You know, I like logistics. I like putting... Tour managing, I like all that. But what these <laughs> professional sports are having to, like, brainstorm and think of, I feel like we've gone from, you know, the crazy this side to the crazy that side of what we're going to do. And it's literally changing every day of, of how sports are going to resume. And I'm very thankful that racing can do what it does mm-hmm. um, and, and be so quick. But, yeah, I really hope to see NHL back. I think if out of all the other sports, I really want to see the NHL back. Um, that I really need to see baseball. I um I hit I hit some softballs the other day out in a baseball field, and I like almost probably started crying because I was like, I just need baseball. I need to see my Braves. I don't care if it's in Arizona on a on a little league field. I need to, I need <laughs> to see the Braves play. Yeah, yeah. I think as
1: of now, our church softball league is still scheduled to start in June. So I'm pretty pretty pumped about that but i wouldn't be shocked at all to see it get post um postponed some more
0: we're actually uh that's yeah we're um we're thinking about starting uh a a softball team for our church our church is just full of nashville hipster kids but apparently there's like an underground love for sports that i'm just finding out and i'm like where was this and why has no (laughs) one told me like we've been going there for a year and a half and like why am I ni- now finding this out? I thought we all just loved music and and God, and that was it. Um, so yeah, hopefully we can get something going there uh, fairly soon. Um, so we'll see. Awesome. Um, any other sports you wanted to talk about before we get off here? Not at the moment. It looks like those are
1: the. That's kind of the update I can tell of everything that's um, moving forward towards having some type of return soon. Um, and then there's just going to be tons of racing coming back soon. I think IndyCars like June seventh or something like oh, that.
0: Yeah, IndyCars June seventh. Formula One is July fifth.
1: Sweet. So it's it's all coming back, and it just it makes me happy. Um, oh, one other thing to follow over this next week of racing is uh, with all those those races that Nick just went through of race possibly tonight, but probably tomorrow, another race tomorrow, race Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Kyle Busch is racing in every single one of those. So, oh,
0: yeah, it's like 1,800 miles or something like that.
1: Yeah, it's something crazy. And I don't think both Nick and I would probably agree that we're not huge Kyle Busch fans, but that's kind of awesome.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, I, think what I, heard, I think I heard this on Sunday when they announced that. I'm like, okay, either A, he just misses – misses racing that much, which is probably true. B, he just needs to get out of his house. (laughs) Or C, both. (laughs) Yeah, probably that. (laughs) Which I really don't blame him. Do I want to see him win? No, I don't. Um, But will it be interesting to see how well he does? Absolutely. Yes, yes. He's just taking off. Was it you can only do five races in the lower series a year? I think so, yeah. He's just going to do them all right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And they'll probably win them all too, because yeah, for sure. that's just that's just his talent level. For sure. Um, but. Oh
0: man, well this has been fun. I am it has so, been. I am so glad that we are doing this. Um, if you've made it this far in the 45 minutes we've been on here, we thank you so much. Um, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll be doing this probably every week. We've got nothing better going on
1: absolutely not
0: um, yeah <laughs> this is gonna be <laughs> plenty a lot, of time a lot of racing and a lot of updates on the, all the other sports so with that i'm nick and i am josh and we will see you guys soon